Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Rich. This is Straight to the Bank. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. This will be another one focused around the quarterbacks. I have DraftKings' ranks pulled up for this week, and we'll touch on some players I think are a little bit undervalued this week. I have KTC pulled up, and I have some over-under data from DraftKings as well that I will be talking about very briefly, but mostly focusing on the value as it pertains to right now throughout the rest of the season, and of course, touch on some Dynasty as well. So hope you guys stay tapped in for the whole episode. Probably be a little bit shorter this time around, only going through the quarterbacks. But excited to do it because I just love talking these quarterback values as they fluctuate week in and week out. So without further ado, let's get into the episode right now. All right, so week six is here and we have some great games on tap this week. Some wide, wide, wide spreads. Miami, 13 and a half. I mean, the Chiefs. Heading into tonight's game, I'm recording this obviously on Thursday, 11 points. Absolutely insane. Some crazy numbers. I mean, we got the Buffalo Bills, 14 points on the Giants. And honestly, that's that's probably deserved. But we are here to talk the quarterbacks. And I have tiered the quarterbacks. I have pulled all the rankings. There are a few that are missing. Brock Purdy is missing mainly because they don't really know how to value that game right now between them and the Browns. Deshaun Watson, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Doesn't really seem like he's going to. If DTR has to play the 49ers, it's a wrap. Like, I don't know how many turnovers he's going to have, but that game will be over by halftime. Starting Brock Purdy in that environment would be interesting because do they still put up a ton of points on the Browns defense? I mean, probably, but the issue is, does DTR give them too many short fields? How do we feel about Brock Purdy in that environment. He will probably be fine, but a 37 and a half point over under is extremely low. And the Niners still trying to continue that 30 point streak. I wonder if they would really push for it in that Browns game. Honestly, probably not. If we're just keeping it real, it's a seven point spread right now would only get wider if DTR was to start, but let's get into tier one. It is actually the exact same on KTC as it is on DraftKings this week for the weekly rankings. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Now, in terms of DraftKings, they do have Josh Allen at number one, Hurts at two, Mahomes at three. 
no real surprises there. A lot of people do expect big things from all these guys. I mean, Josh Allen should destroy the Giants. Jalen Hurts should have a pretty good game against the Jets. I'm curious how their pass offense looks against this Jets defense. We'll see how much they run the ball as well, but I think they will be able to get their own against the Jets. And as well, like I talked about with Purdy, short fields, lots of touchdown upside if Zach Wilson is turning over the ball. Then Mahomes against Denver. Do they run the ball a ton? Does Mahomes have to do a lot? Passing yard over-unders right around 277 or so. Passing touchdowns are actually at two and a half, heavy juice to the under. So expecting a pretty big game from Mahomes overall. Then getting into the next tier, you have Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. Fields obviously coming off a monster game versus Washington. We all expect Fields to continue dominating against Minnesota. No Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins isn't playing very well. We want to start Addison. Maybe you start Osborne, but overall... Field Sean's have a field day. You want to start DJ Moore, obviously. And then Lamar Jackson against his Tennessee defense. I'm really curious how they play. You know, we talked last week about Indianapolis and how they were going to try to stretch the field against this Tennessee Titans defense. They sort of did it. They hit some big plays, but not as many as we were hoping for. Obviously, A. Rich didn't play the full game. He got knocked out pretty early in that one. But same thing for Lamar Jackson. You know, highest passer grade on the year from PFF even though they lost, right? Even though they only put up 10 points, even though he threw a pick, tons of drops from these Ravens pass catchers. And so how does it look like for Lamar against Tennessee this week? Tennessee's run defense is great. We've seen that for the past two to three years, but the pass defense is vulnerable deep, but has been playing well in the short and intermediate at times. And so I'm curious how the Ravens do attack this Tennessee defense because they have not been able to hit a ton of big plays. It has been a lot of short intermediate stuff. And coming off this game with all these drops... You can't rely on the running game against a team like Tennessee, so it will have to be a lot of Lamar Jackson, and they fully expect that with a 22-point fantasy point projection. I think the more concerning part is that Lamar continues to fall down these quarterback ranks. You know, he's been around QB7 on KTC for a while, but we'll get into CJ Stroud in a minute, but I did not expect CJ Stroud to be QB6 right now. And so my question for everyone who's listening is, are you selling CJ Stroud at a QB6 price? Because I think it's a really interesting conversation. I did sell a Stroud share two weeks ago on a team I was like tanking hard in. I sold him and Nico Collins for Burrow and T. Higgins. Obviously, Burrow and T. Higgins coming into last week were much more, were much further down in value. Now Burrow is back saying he's the best he's felt since training camp. Things have definitely turned for Joe Burrow and that trade is looking a little bit better each and every week for me. But yeah, it was just timing was kind of lucky. Manager was looking for points. Stroud's been great so far to start the year, but coming off last week, he was kind of okay. And coming into this week against New Orleans, we'll see how he looks. It's going to be a tough matchup, and he's going to be probably without Tank Dell. Could be a bit of a problem, but going back to Lamar, expect big things this week. We'll have to put the team on his back. They do; have, they are favored by four points, which is kind of a lot against the Titans team. Whenever the Titans are at home and underdogs, they cover a lot of these games. 41 and a half point over under. Ravens have been going under a lot in their games. A lot, a lot, a lot. You talk about the Bengals game, they went under. Obviously, the Browns game, they went under. Last week against the Steelers with like a 38.5 point over-under. Went way under in that matchup as well. 41.5. I honestly think they probably go under again today against the Ravens. But Lamar does look good. I think the bigger thing for me is that if the results were there, and I think it was Scott Barrett who tweeted this out, where like Lamar would have had like 379 passing yards and two touchdowns if there was no drops, and more importantly, no yak added on to the drop passes. Just the pure air yards, if they were completed for Lamar Jackson, he would have had like 370 passing yards and two touchdowns, 
We know Bateman dropped a touchdown. We know that Zay Flowers dropped a few big passes as well. But I think Lamar is maybe a little bit undervalued right now. You really could make the case that he deserves to be ahead of Stroud and maybe even Burrow. You know, the biggest thing for Lamar really is the health. If he was healthy, like there's no reason you probably wouldn't have him up there with Hurts. He doesn't have the caliber weapons as Hurts. The offensive line isn't isn't as good as Hurts' is. But when you think about the way he's been playing, he's had some moments where he struggled. But when everything is clicking in this offense and the guys are actually catching passes, he will probably be a pretty damn good fantasy asset. And we know, obviously, he has an extremely high floor and ceiling with his legs on the ground. Still young, still locked up. He could be a guy you could potentially buy low on. And I'd be curious if people would flip a Stroud for Lamar, potentially, because that could be a trade that could be had. It seems kind of crazy, and KTC values kind of are what they are. I don't know if people are going to trade their Stroud for Lamar. I don't know if you're going to trade your Lamar for Stroud either. Seems like an interesting value gap, value point, uh, depending on who you have on your roster and which one you're trading for. But 10 and 11 in overall ADP right now, and 6 and 7 in quarterback rank. So kind of interesting spot there. You know, you have Trevor Lawrence behind him. Justin Fields still at QB11 Tua, who I think could easily be in the same spot as Stroud, right? Like, Stroud is great. He's doing it with very little weapons right now. Um, But I think we all kind of know that if you don't have that rushing upside, it's difficult to crack the top five. Herbert obviously playing at an extremely high level all the way up as the top passing QB at QB4. Burrow right behind him, Stroud behind him there. I need to see a little bit more from Stroud till I'm willing to bet on him as QB6, but we're not doing startups right now, so I'm curious how this will change throughout the year. Could be a down game against New Orleans, but those are the tier two quarterbacks right now. Those are the guys that are between 23 and 20 fantasy points per DraftKings Sportsbook. Next on the list is between 20 fantasy points and 17 fantasy points. There are six quarterbacks, Tua, T-Law, Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has a big matchup this week against Justin Herbert. I believe the game is in Dallas, if I'm remembering correctly. No, it is in SoFi. Wow, the NFL is lucky. Another game in SoFi. They are probably just loving Dallas going to SoFi. I'm sure the Dallas crowd will be rocking, but you do have Herbert and Dak in the same tier. I think we both expect a ton of yards. I think the running game will get going with Austin Eckler back against this Dallas Cowboys team, and we all know that Kellen Moore is very familiar with with this Cowboys defense, as good as they are, Kellen Moore is probably the most familiar with this defense and probably can scheme up a plan to potentially beat it. We're going to see who kind of wins that chess match. Is it Dan Quinn? Is it Kellen Moore with the Chargers facing off against the Cowboys? But talking about Tua up against Carolina, I think we all know that Carolina could allow 50 points. They don't have Devonta Chan in this game. Tua's probably going to pass the ball quite a bit, but how many points do they really need to beat Carolina? Probably not Probably not very many. I know a lot of people are kind of expecting a potential backdoor cover by Carolina to be within two scores at the end of the game. Trevor Lawrence is another player who, again, I, I don't know how to value him in Dynasty right now. QB9 on KTC, sandwiched between A-Rich and Tua. I mean, is there anyone out there who's taking T-Law over Tua right now? I understand there's the concussion concerns and the health, and that was kind of the big narrative coming in. We had T-Law up at QB7, kind of in a tier above, potentially a Lamar, a Dak, a Fields, Purdy, of course, you know, some of these other guys, Stroud and Bryce Young, when they were still obviously not playing games and not attributing value either up or down and were just still recent draft picks. But you look at T-Law... And the points haven't been there for him this year. I mean, he's been playing 
I mean, he's been playing some good football. You know, the game against the Chiefs was tough. The defense really played against him well. He's been missing Zay Jones a little bit. Played pretty well against the Bills in London. We'll see how he comes back against Indy this week. I don't know what to make of T-Law right now. I think, you know, if you could sell him potentially, I think there's a world where you may want to do that. But at the same time, Ray talks about this all the time. Like, his job security is so locked in. Like, you can't tell me that he has less job security than Tua. Like, you just can't tell me that. Of all the quarterbacks in the league outside of Mahomes, he might have the most job security because while he's not locked up to a long-term deal yet, he probably will be. All the other quarterbacks are locked up to long-term deals. So, I mean, maybe not the most job security, but definitely has the security. Jacksonville will resign, and they literally have no choice. They've been terrible for years. He was their guy. He was their pick. I think they resign him. But in, on your dynasty teams, I think you could pivot. I think if you could pivot to Tua, you should. I don't think that's realistic based off the market. Like, if someone has Tua, they're not going to say, yeah, give me T-Law straight up, even though KTC has him valued higher right now. That's just not going to happen. But would you give up a little bit to make that switch? And I think the better question for a lot of people, with Justin Fields having back-to-back good games, would you flip either your Trevor Lawrence for Justin Fields or would you flip your Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence? I think I would consider flipping my Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence. Again, not that I don't believe in Fields. What we've seen has been phenomenal. He'll probably be good again this week, but... I'm not in on the long-term security yet the way I am with T-Law. And while T-Law is not going to give you as many points, I think the security at the quarterback position to be, you know, a QB1, high-end QB2, like, you know, a Dak Prescott is. More so there for him week in and week out. And I do like that. And as well, you do have some rushing upside with Trevor Lawrence. As I mentioned this week, QB7 right behind Tua up against Indy. Numbers look pretty good for him. Probably going to be solid. Justin Herbert, of course, matchup against Dallas, probably going to over 300 yards pretty easily. Really like Herbert. He's been a basically a QB1, if not the QB1 still through the season. He's on bye last week. But in points per game, Justin Herbert been absolutely phenomenal. But one of the players I did want to highlight, as I mentioned, there's a few players through these rankings I did want to highlight. Matthew Stafford is one of them. Matthew Stafford's been playing phenomenal football all year long. The volume has been there. The touchdowns have not. He has Arizona this week. I don't know if it'll be an easy game, but I think the bigger point is the pass volume is going to be there. He has one of the highest passing yard numbers on the slate this week, 287.9. Herbert at 289.9. Those are your two highest. I think he's going to pass the ball. He's going to get the ball to Puka. He's going to get the ball to Cooper Cup. He might get take some shots to Tutu Atwell. We know they traded Van Jefferson. Not that that matters a ton, but Stafford is going to throw the ball. Kyron Williams will probably get a few targets as well. I just love Stafford right now. I got some slack in the uh, in the Discord because I declined a trade where my team isn't playing so well. I have a very good quarterback room with Stafford, Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, and Joe Burrow. Again, it's best ball, so doesn't really matter, obviously, how many guys I have. Having those options is valuable. Even Jimmy G has given me a few startable weeks for as bad as he's been. But getting back to Stafford... He's been a guy who's like almost in my lineup every single week, whether he's throwing touchdowns or not. And I think the addition of Cooper Cup raises his touchdown ceiling that much. You know, DraftKings has him at QB9 right now. I think he could be even higher than that in this matchup against Arizona because I don't believe Arizona is bad. Now, there's nothing up for Josh Dobbs right now. They're still kind of waiting to put his lines up. He's one of the guys they don't have lines for. As I mentioned, no Purdy lines, no um, Watson lines as well. But Stafford is a guy that is like firmly entrenched in this tier with Herbert, with Burrow, with Prescott, 
for this week. And I think there's a very good reason for that. It's volume and efficiency. And Stafford has really had both. He's been very efficient in most of his games. And more importantly, he's throwing for a ton of yards and throwing for and passing the ball a lot. And so with all those factors combined, he's going to be a QB1 probably, if not this week and every other week going forward, and will always be in contention because of the volume. He's a guy that if you are looking for a QB2, would be a great buy, because it doesn't seem like many people are really in on Stafford right now, simply because the touchdown numbers don't look as sexy as a Kirk Cousins, as a Justin Herbert, who has two rushing touchdowns. Like The numbers just aren't quite there for Stafford yet, but everything that he's doing as a passer is a reason to buy into him long-term. So as I mentioned, caught some slack in the Discord because I didn't trade him to Ray for a second-round pick. And this is a lotto second, so it's not like it's going to be this great pick. Even if I am on a tanking team, I still think he's worth a little bit more than that. I would be looking to buy Stafford. If someone's selling him for a second-round pick, I think he's more than worth it. Because going forward, I don't think he's going to be any worse than Trevor Lawrence is right now. And I think that's the guy that I would say, if you are saying Trevor Lawrence is going to be a QB1 going forward... You have to say the same for Stafford because while T-Law does have the volume and has been playing pretty well, Stafford's played much better and similarly has struggled to find the end zone through the air, especially early on. The Rams are running for a ton of touchdowns. Now with Puka and Cup, I think that changes a little bit and Stafford starts to throw for, and Stafford starts to throw for more touchdowns. And I think that will make a big difference for his value going forward. Then going into the next tier, there's a ton of names I kind of could put together. I split them up a little bit though. QB 12 to QB 15 is Russell Wilson, Sam Howell, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter. Very simple. Not a whole lot of great stuff we're looking at here. Russ, probably not going to have a great game against Kansas City, but we'll see. He has been a pretty solid quarterback, though, so don't want to discredit him too much. But Sam Howell is the guy I want to target here. If you're looking at a guy who you could trade for and probably have him die on your roster, I think that Howell is a great option because he's not playing overly well. People are probably fearing he could get benched, he could get replaced, whatever. Um, still performing at a very high level, still scoring a ton of fantasy points. So I'm definitely in on Sam Howell as a QB2, QB3 option against Atlanta this week. You know, I'm pretty big on the Atlanta defense. I think they have played particularly well. But when you're in the same tier as Russ, as Kirk Cousins, and then Ritter getting into him, he has the rushing upside, right? Is he going to run for a lot of yards? Probably not. But you look at Hal and Ritter, guys who could kind of volume their way to relevancy and have some rushing upside as well. Both are great options. I'd definitely be considering to look at them. You know, if Ritter's cheap enough, would you buy him as a QB2? And, you know, whether it's best ball or even in lineup, he's, he's not going to be great. But I think what we saw from him this week was encouraging. And there's a reason why DraftKings says he's ahead of Geno, ahead of Carr, ahead of Stroud ahead of Mayfield, ahead of Bryce Young, even though people don't believe the volume is always going to be there, there could be a floor for Ritter that we're not giving him enough credit for, and that may be a reason to look to him going forward as a potential buy candidate, like I'm talking about with Sam Howell and Matthew Stafford, as guys that could be QB2s down the, ro down the road if they continue to improve and continue to play well, especially when you're talking about Howell and Ritter. Obviously, I believe Stafford will be good for the rest of the season as long as he's healthy. So I wanted to touch on those guys briefly, Russ, again, he'll probably be fine. I think, you know, there's a lot of things going on with Denver. Could they tank? We don't really know. And Kirk, is he traded? I went all through that on Bleacher Report, whether he can be traded, how it would work, teams that could be interested. You know, is it Atlanta? Is it Indy, potentially, if A reaches out for a long time? Is it the Jets? You know, what does that compensation look like? We went through all that. It was very exhaustive, and it kind of came to, kind of left me with the conclusion 
probably not going to be traded, but we'll see. You never know, right? You never know with Kirk. What does he want? He has a no trade clause. What's going to happen with him? Next group of QBs, Jimmy G, Geno, Derek Carr, CJ Stroud, Ryan, Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Gardner, Minshew, between, what is that number? 17 fantasy points, or sorry, 16 fantasy points and 14 fantasy points. That whole group of quarterbacks is all in there. The guy I wanted to highlight is CJ Stroud. I don't know if he's a must start this week against New Orleans. That defense is going to be tough on him. We talked about how they take away the tight end. We know that Tank Dell is not going to be there. And Marshawn Lattimore will probably be shadowing or at least facing off against Neil Collins quite a bit. That leaves the relatively slow Robert Woods in the middle. And then whatever else they can find on the ground, that's probably where they want to beat the Saints is on the ground. On top of that, Derek Carr, that Saints offense not playing overly well. As you can see, Derek Carr only one spot ahead of CJ Stroud. I think it could be a spot where one QB league or in a two QB league where maybe you have some options. You could look to bench Stroud today. The outlook for him doesn't look too great. Again, when you're in the same breath as Carr, as Tannehill, as Baker, who is going to have a tough matchup this week against Detroit, another guy that maybe you're starting as a QB two. I don't know if I want to this week. You know, Gardner is way down there, but I, I kind of like Gardner. Like Jacksonville's defense has been okay, but some games they also just don't show up. And the first week against Shane Steichen, they really struggled. So they may struggle again in this second matchup against this Indianapolis offense. Josh Downs obviously has taken over that slot role, has been thriving. We love ourselves some Josh Downs. Definitely like him going forward. But Jimmy G in the revenge game against New England, no thank you. Not the way he's playing, especially under pressure. He's like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league against pressure. Geno is interesting. I don't know what to make of Geno because he is playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense played much better this week against Arizona. Again, I like Seattle. I think the running game will be great. They are coming off the bye. So hopefully Geno can outperform this projection right now, but I still don't think things look too great for him. The big concern for me is Stroud. If you're playing him week in and week out, could be a week that you do want to bench up against New Orleans. The outlook isn't very great. As I talked about how... Ritter could be options that we like a little bit more. And if you do have a Matthew Stafford for some reason, definitely start him. Russ, we'll see how he looks. Obviously, you're not going to hear this before Russ plays, but I wouldn't say I'm all in on Russ over Stroud. I do really like that KC defense. But on the short week, we'll see how they play. And then Derek Carr. I mean, I think Derek Carr is honestly almost unstartable at this point. He's so bad. I don't know if it's the Saints offensive line. I don't know if it's him. We know that he was hurt and looked bad against New England. He looked, you know, okay at times. We know that Chris Olave is dealing with a bit of an injury. We'll see his status ahead of this week. But Tannehill against Baltimore, no thank you. Don't love Baker against Detroit. That's going to be an ugly game. Ugly, ugly, ugly game. Bryce Young against Miami. I mean, Vic Fangio is going to just absolutely annihilate Bryce Young. There isn't really... I don't know what to do with Bryce Young right now when you talk about value. I mean, QB 14. Is anyone taking Bryce Young over Jared Goff? I mean, I probably wouldn't. Just give me Jared Goff. Like, I get Bryce Young is young. I understand all that. But why not Jared Goff? He's probably going to re-sign in Detroit. He's been good. You know, Bryce Young over Dak for as bad as Dak has been to start the year. Like, I still believe Dak can turn it around and be good for fantasy. Deshaun Watson still hurt, still falling down the ranks. What is he going to look like when he comes back? Kirk Cousins is an interesting buy because what is the cost of Kirk Cousins and how do we feel about him going to another team if he's not back in Minnesota, which I think we all don't expect him to be. It's very interesting. You know, Daniel Jones not going to play this week. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor, so no lines for him. 
He is plummeting down the ranks, QB 21, actually tied with Geno Smith right now. Curious who people would take, Geno Smith or Daniel Jones going forward. That's honestly so tough and really, really gross. I did not think we'd be saying this about Daniel Jones, but to think about choosing between the two at quarterback, really don't feel great about either one. Pickett is just below him. Another guy I have no lines for right now is Kenny Pickett. Or I believe they're on by this week. That's why I don't have any lines for him. I keep forgetting who's on by every single week. But yeah, I believe it's, oh yes, the Packers and the Steelers who are on by. So no Jordan Love lines, no Kenny Pickett lines. So if you are looking at some stuff, by weeks, Steelers and Packers. But last but not least, the final tier that I need to talk about, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson obviously has a Philly defense. He's going to be running for his life. But Mac Jones against this Raiders team. Oh my goodness. The How the mighty have fallen. Where is Mac Jones on KTC? QB 30. QB 30. Actually right ahead of one Zach Wilson. I don't know what to do with Mac Jones. I honestly think that if you wanted to sell him, you probably should. If you can get anything for him, you probably should. You know, we were at a time where it was sell anything. Sell Zach Wilson for a fourth. Sell Zach Wilson for fab. Anything you can get for Zach Wilson, do it. I think we're almost there with Mac Jones. This situation is not getting better this season. The Patriots are dogs to the Raiders. Dogs. Yes, it's in Vegas, but still. Their team is so bad, they're dogs to the Raiders. And the Raiders are not good. We saw them play against Green Bay. They play terrible. They weren't very good. Jimmy G is going to get be under a lot of pressure in this game. He's probably going to throw picks. I, I can't make any sense of it. I, I really can't. I, I don't know what to do with Mac Jones. He seems like the biggest sell candidate. Get whatever you can. Get out. You know, I, I don't even know if I want to start Mac Jones ahead of Zach Wilson this week. Zach Wilson against Philly, probably going to be coming back in games. Philly's a lot of ton of points to wide receivers. You can probably start your Garrett Wilson with some confidence. It's really just how does each quarterback navigate the rush? Mac Jones does navigate the rush pretty well, but I think that Max Crosby will get to him for sure. Then you have obviously on the other side, how does Zach Wilson navigate the rush against Philly? Going to be tough, probably going to be down in the game, probably going to pass a lot. And I think especially for Brees Hall, could struggle a bit against this Philly defense. So the Jets maybe forced to turn Zach Wilson a little bit earlier than they're hoping for, at which point he could potentially volume his way to fantasy relevancy. We all remember Mac Jones put up, I believe, a QB4 performance against this same Philly defense. We saw Matthew Stafford had a great game against Philly last week through the air. So I think there is going to be opportunities for this Jets offense, and I don't think I can say the same about New England. Just don't feel confident in Mac Jones. Don't feel confident that he'll even play the whole game. He gets benched almost every single game. So... I mean, at this point, how can you even trust he's going to play an entire game? Even against the Raiders. If he throw, comes out, throws two picks, a pick six, he's probably getting benched again. You know, Bill Belichick saying he's the starter, but if you can get anything for Mac Jones right now, it, it does seem like that's the play. Like, Bill is doing a terrible job evaluating talent and make, making sure there's players on this roster to help Mac. They brought in Bill O'Brien. The offense looks even worse than it did last year. Everyone said, oh, Matt Patricia, how could you have a DC as your OC? Look, man, it don't it don't matter if your team is trash. Like, it, it just doesn't matter. Maybe it's Mac. Maybe it's the offensive line to some degree. Maybe it's play calling. A lot of it is just overall, like, the roster, like, the talent on the roster, including Mac Jones, right? It's not just Mac. It's the pass catchers. It's the running backs not even being that great. You know, Ramondre's a good running back who's struggling right now because they just can't do anything on offense. 
it's tough. It's tough to see an outlook for Mac that gets any better. And there's a reason why he's QB 30 on KTC. There just is. And so when you look at CJ Stroud and Mac Jones, uh, Stroud is a guy that's probably a little bit too high and, and maybe a bit of a sell candidate, depending on what people are asking for and what you can get in return. If people are really all in, could be another down week for Stroud. Could be a guy you don't want to start. Mac, obviously, you don't want to start him at all. Um, and then Hal and Stafford were kind of the two guys I pegged as guys you could start in matchups this week that I thought were pretty good. And you, you could throw Ritter in there as well, as I mentioned, kind of a guy who's looking at right around 16 fantasy points, which isn't too bad given his company around Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and as I mentioned, Sam Howell, kind of like all those guys this week. I think they're in good spots. And then Stroud, obviously, is a guy that I think is going to have a down week. And you could look at selling on the market depending on where people are at. Like, I'd happily sell Stroud for Purdy if I could. Happily. If you're going to give me a plus and I'm getting my man Brock Purdy, I think that's an opportunity that you could find some good value there. I think that Fields, to some degree, if you're a believer and you want to buy QB11, he can go higher than that. For sure, he can go higher than that. I don't know if I'm in, but the schedule looks very good for Fields. He'll probably have a couple more good weeks in a row. It's the playoff schedule that's a little bit tougher for Fields where he may continue, may struggle a little bit. Not at his own fault. Probably still be okay for fantasy, but that high-end production you're looking for could be tougher in the playoffs because he has some really tough matchups. But that's it, man. That's it. That's uh, that's the quarterback show. That's what I wanted to go over today. Not a ton of new information I wanted to go through. I just wanted to talk quarterbacks, quarterback value. You know, talking about Stroud at QB6 on KTC. That's a little wild. T-Law, QB9. Curious how people feel about him. Think you could make the case for Lamar as a bit of a buy candidate depending on price. I think that he is playing at a fairly high level. But his team, his pass catchers really let him down this week to where he could have been gaining value in the market. Tua. QB 10, probably a little bit undervalued because he's playing very well. But again, this week against Carolina, I don't know, man. Is he going to have to do anything at all? It's just, we'll see Bryce Young falling like crazy. Kyler Murray, still QB 13. Kyler could be good, man, when he comes back. Arizona's looking great. Jared Goff, another guy, QB 15. Nice to see him rising. Jordan Love, we're not going to touch on him that much this week because he's not playing, but he is not looking good. And so if like he's QB 16, he should easily be behind Watson, behind Dak, probably behind Kirk, maybe behind Sam Howell as well. You know, I guess you have some more long-term security with love. Maybe we hope, but Howell's been pretty good for fantasy football. So I can't really hate on Sam Howell right now, but that is the show. Everybody. I wanted to talk some value, some quarterbacks, some buy sells some things I'm seeing in the market, some things I'm liking, some things I'm not liking, and some players you can go out and try to acquire, whether it's for weekly, for redraft, or for dynasty fantasy football. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Jordan Richards. This has been Straight to the Bank. Good luck in your matchups this week. And as always, there's only one thing left to say. San Francisco, where's your disco?